That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the Bill Press Pod and welcome to a whole new world. Happy days. Joe Biden has won the election. Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States. Kamala Harris will be the next vice president of the United States. Everybody knows that except Donald Trump. In fact, the only cloud hanging over America's celebration of Joe Biden's victory is Trump's refusal to admit it. Instead, he sent his lawyers out, led by failed Borat actor Rudy Giuliani, to fight it. In at least five states, they're trying to overturn the election by filing a flurry of lawsuits making baseless claims of voter fraud. It's all part of Donald Trump's self-admitted plan to have the Supreme Court, not the American people, finally decide the election. So should we be worried? How serious are these lawsuits? How long could they drag on and could they get all the way to the Supreme Court? For answers today, we turn to Lenny Davis, one of America's most highly regarded attorneys, founder and partner in the law firm Davis, Goldberg and Galper, and former White House special counsel to President Bill Clinton. Lenny Davis, good to reconnect. It's been a long time. Thank you, Bill. I remember our crust fire days like they were yesterday. <laughs> That's when we started out, right? So, Lenny, uh, the good news about this election just passed is 145 million Americans turned out to vote. We've never seen so many people voting, but we've also never, just never seen so many lawsuits filed in the wake of it, a whole flurry of lawsuits that the Trump people have filed, particularly in Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, claiming colossal voter fraud and trying to overturn the election. You've been looking at this. Have, has, have we seen any solid evidence of voter fraud? No, and let's just quickly, I'll be a lawyer. I hate to, to say that, but I'll be a lawyer for you. In order to win a voter-based uh, lawsuit, you have to find enough fraudulent votes to make the difference in the result. That's the criteria in the law. And it's extremely difficult to prove a fraudulent vote. You have to prove a vote was changed from one candidate to the other or was submitted and the voter isn't registered. Whatever the reason is, you have to prove that the vote itself was invalid or that there was a valid vote not counted. But that's not enough. You have to come up with enough to make a difference. So I would say the chances of doing that in Pennsylvania, which is the only state that matters, they can win in all the other states. And Joe Biden is still president. Uh, Michigan and Wisconsin, uh, let's assume, uh, is probably out of reach, but they have to win in one of those three states. If they lose in those three states, the rest of them doesn't matter. So I don't think there's a serious chance that a lawsuit can cause uh, any uh, upset to the president-elect's chances of becoming president. Right. And is it... um Pure coincidence that the only states where they are alleging fraud are states that 
either Joe Biden carried or um, may still be in question. In other words, I haven't heard any allegations of fraud in states that Donald Trump won. Coincidence? Well, that's not a coincidence. It's a double standard, but it's not a surprising double standard. But the one that's really embarrassing is at one point, Trump was saying, I want to stop the counting of the votes where he was ahead in the state. And how would he win the election if he stopped the counting of the votes? So he had to figure out which way do I go here? He decided, well, I'm Donald Trump. I can do it both ways. Let's stop in one state where I'm ahead and let's do something where I'm behind that's different than stopping. Let's keep counting. But only Donald Trump and his supporters don't worry about those inconsistencies. So back to your uh, with your lawyer hat on, right? Uh, walk us through the process. They walk into a courtroom, right? They can't just walk in and say, we think there was fraud. I mean, they have to have somewhat of a, a case and somewhat of a slate of evidence to present to the judge, correct? Yes, I was actually involved in a lawsuit many, many moons ago in Brooklyn in a congressional uh, Democratic primary. And you may remember the name Albert Lowenstein from years ago. Oh, Lowenstein yeah. Was, de was defeated in a primary, but we believe there were many, many Lowenstein voters who were denied the right to vote for frivolous reasons. So we had to go out and collect affidavits from people who would swear under oath in writing that they tried to vote, were denied the right to vote, and that we could prove they were eligible to vote. And we had to come up with a big enough number to make the difference. That took an entire summer of going door to door to collect those affidavits. And for the first time in New York state history, we got a new election ordered. And that took a lot. And that is not going to happen in the city of Philadelphia uh, or collect enough votes, uh, alleged votes that were irregular to make a difference in Pennsylvania, Michigan, or Wisconsin. But that's what they have yeah. to do, Bill. Right. Now, how long, Lanny, how long could this drag on? Or how long could they drag it on? Is it up to the courts? Is it up to them? Well, it, it really is. Um, it's, it's kind of weird. And even in my own family, I have somebody who's worried that, Trump can litigate and drag this out and refuse to leave. And all of the hype, I think, exaggerated panic that I hear in the media. It's like a good story to keep the ratings up. Here's the unfortunate reality for people who want to keep that good story going. On January 20th at 12 noon, the U.S. Constitution says there will be a new president doesn't matter what Donald Trump is doing in the courts. No court can enjoin a change in the Constitution. So whoever is the victor, and victor is whoever is ahead in the votes, and the secretaries of state of each of the states will certify who has won those states, becomes president at 12 noon on January 20th, 2021, period. Now, the big uh -huh. if there is if there are several secretaries of state who refused to certify a state enough to put uh, Biden over 270, then there will be a constitutional crisis where until that situation is decided, the next uh, in line to be president, I believe, is none other than Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Right. So several of these lawsuits, the judges didn't just dismiss them or these uh, attempted filings or whatever, saying there's no evidence, there's no substantive evidence. Can the Trump people just then appeal this 
uh, no matter what the first judge says, appeal it to a higher level and then keep appealing up and up and up? Well, the the answer is yes. They can always uh, try to file an emergency appeal with the Supreme Court, even going uh, above the next level, which would be the Circuit Court of Appeals, to get to the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court. They would probably have to go through the federal system. But if they get to a state Supreme Court decision where they lose, they can appeal a state Supreme Court decision to the Supreme Court. Sooner or later, they can get to the Supreme Court, even if they keep losing. But my belief is the likelihood of the Supreme Court saving Donald Trump because he appointed three of the nine justices is less than zero. Less than zero. Yes, because... He's actually embarrassing his very appointees by doing what he's doing. The last thing that Justice Kavanaugh or now uh, Justice Coney or Justice Roberts or Justice Alito or Justice Thomas, any of them, the last thing they want to do is to be the political pawn of Donald Trump. The more that he pushes his ultimate uh, strategy— as a political vote on the Supreme Court, the less likely any of those justices will do that. So I think it's a losing strategy if he has any hopes that his appointees uh, will take a frivolous case and vote in favor of Donald Trump. There have to be facts in a record. They can't make up law. They're too great. Uh, one thing about them, I might disagree with uh, some of their philosophies. They're all great lawyers. They all have integrity. Uh, and they're not mm-hmm. going to uh, be prostituted by Donald Trump. And we know Justice Roberts won't because he's already made critical comments about President Trump. Right. At least indirectly, not personally. Uh, but you said, that the, and even at that level, for the Supreme Court to take the case, they would have to have serious evidence of fraud, not just saying, we don't like the results of the election. We want you to overturn it. Just to be a lawyer again, even a politicized Supreme Court has to have a factual record below. They can't hold the trial and find facts that is X number of votes were irregular or fraudulent. There has to be a record below. They're a Supreme Court to review a record below. So whoever is suing on behalf of Trump has to develop facts. That's why I told you my story about the Lowenstein appeal. We went out and got affidavits. Those are facts. And unless they have a record, there's nothing the Supreme Court can do at all. They can't even take the case if there's no record. Is there uh, some of these, it seems to me, and I'm not a lawyer, I depend on friends like you uh, when I get in legal trouble or have a legal question. But it seems that some of these lawsuits that they've tried to file are totally frivolous. I mean, I'm thinking of the one where they said there were no observers in the counting room in Philadelphia. And the judge said, did you have people in the room? And the guy said there were non-zero Trump people in the room, whatever that, that means. Um, if they file a lawsuit based on that, I guess my question is, Lanny, under this legal process, are there penalties for filing a frivolous lawsuit? It depends on the judge. The answer is yes. The judge can assess legal fees if he thinks that the case is filed in bad faith with no merit whatsoever. The judge is allowed to sanction the lawyers who file such a case. But I think the real um, most important job you're doing and everybody else in the media is to remind the American people that we, despite Donald Trump's four years, where he said 
almost literally, the president is above the law. I'm the president. I don't have to follow the law. That this is a government of law, especially when you're in the judicial system. <laughs> Maybe not in the White House, but when you're before a court, you have to have facts, and facts have to be proven. So my answer to everyone is be patient. Don't let him distract you or worry you. On January 20th at 12.01 p.m., we will have a new president sworn in because the Constitution says that. The only possible risk, as I said, is if a secretary of state who's required to certify the winner of the state refuses to certify. And that happens enough times to deny mm -hmm. Joe Biden 270 votes. Then we right. would have a constitutional crisis, and then Democrats would be going to the courts to order the Secretary of State to certify the votes. The Secretary of right. State can't refuse to certify unless, again, there's a legal, factual basis for doing so. So I'm throwing out to you a 1 percent chance, but the Secretary of State of Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin are going to certify that Joe Biden won those three states, and then it doesn't matter. It's over. Right. Uh, that is comforting to know. Now, Lenny, when you you and I remember well uh, the long month that we spent after Florida in 2000, and in that recount, uh, George W. Bush reached out to former Secretary of State James Baker to lead his legal uh, challenge. Al Gore reached out to former Secretary of State Warren Christopher to lead his challenge. I mean, two giant statesmen, right? What does it say that Donald Trump has reached out to Rudy Giuliani to lead his challenge? <laughs> you, you, you can see there isn't anyone who hears the name Giuliani who doesn't laugh. You would think Giuliani knows that by now. It doesn't bother Donald Trump that people laugh at Giuliani because we've been laughing everybody at a man who literally doesn't have all cards in the deck. Uh, but in any case, that is all you need to say is that he's relying on Giuliani, who's a laughing stock even by his colleagues behind his back. I have someone at the White House, uh, used to be at least, uh, who told me regularly that Giuliani would walk out of the room and people would laugh. Does he know that he's an object of ridicule? Donald Trump doesn't seem to care. You would think he would, but in any case... Let's say it's the Democrats' best dream that uh, we don't have James Baker on the side of the lawyers, because he did a great job in 2000, and because of his skills. And the Supreme Court case was not an easy case. David Boies argued it for Al Gore, and he's one of the great lawyers in the United States. And we lost that case on a 5-4 vote. A lot of people said it was a political 5-4 vote. I think both sides had pretty good legal arguments in that case. There are no uh, facts here to support any good legal arguments by Rudy Giuliani. Right. So um, I want to ask you about a couple of other related legal issues. But first, before we uh, take a break, I want to ask you about I hear this fear expressed um, by a lot of Democrats. That, and, and some Trump people have already talked about it. Uh, Mike, my, uh, Mark Levine uh, did his show on this on Fox last night, and Donald Trump told people to watch this show. So Mark Levine is putting out the word to secretaries of state and to the Republican state legislators, you don't have to send to Washington the electors who were elected on November 3rd. 
you can send your own slate of electors who will vote for Donald Trump no matter what the people of your state said, so that they could basically hijack the Electoral College and turn it into, no matter how electoral votes Joe Biden gets, turn it into a, uh, a Trump electoral victory. Is that possible? Well, it's not practical. Uh, state legislatures can change the law, but right now 50 state legislatures require electors to reflect the popular vote. The legal question is, if an elector defies the state law, uh, what happens? And the Supreme Court in 2020, in July, voted 9-0 to zero that you can sanction and replace an elector called a faithless elector, can be sanctioned or replaced in defiance of state law. Now, all states have the law that the electors have to follow the popular vote. The Constitution does not say that. The framers did not have that in mind. But then states enacted those laws. So Mark Levin is dreaming if he thinks that we can uh, imagine in the, let's say, the three states that have elected uh, alone themselves, put aside Georgia and Arizona, if the state legislatures of Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania had an emergency session and voted a law that then had to be signed by the governor, and we do have Democratic governors in, in Michigan and Wisconsin and uh, Pennsylvania, so I don't know how Mark thinks the Democratic governor is going to sign that law. And then if there's an override, there has to be two-thirds, and there isn't two-thirds Republicans in those three states. So he's just ignoring facts, and he's ignoring law. Aside from that, Mark's doing a great job. <laughs> so not something that people should necessarily uh, spend a lot of time worrying about would be your uh no, because the state legislatures, all 50 states have passed laws saying that electors are chosen by each party to reflect the will of the state. And the Supreme Court voted 9-0 in favor of enforcing those laws, even though there was an assumption that an elector couldn't be forced under his First Amendment right to whatever the theories were. And in the state of Washington, two electors did not want to vote for uh, Barack Obama, and the case went to the Supreme Court. Uh, and finally, in 2020, uh, the Supreme Court ruled 9-0 with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of her last uh, decisions, that electors have to follow state law. If you think you can change state law, that's the only way to do it. And between now and January 20, lots of luck. We're getting uh, some excellent legal advice today from uh, Lenny Davis one of America's most esteemed lawyers. We're going to take a quick break. Then we'll come right back. I want to ask Lanny Davis about what's happening in the Supreme Court today, Tuesday, November 10. We'll be right back. And today's podcast with Lanny Davis brought to you by the Laborers International Union of North America, or LIUNA, a real powerhouse among American labor unions, over 500,000 strong, under the leadership of Terry O'Sullivan, you talk about infrastructure. They're already doing it, rebuilding America's roads, bridges, skyscrapers. In the energy area, they're building everything from uh, solar panels to wind farms to pipelines. And they re also represent 70,000 public health workers and about 50,000 mail handlers. 
all part of the Laborers International Union of North America. Check out their website at liuna, L-I-U-N-A dot org. And we thank them for their support of the Bill Press Pod. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back with attorney Lanny Davis, a former special counsel in the White House to President Bill Clinton. Lenny, uh, today, November 10, when we uh, broadcast here on the Bill Press Pod, the Supreme Court is hearing yet again arguments by several Republican attorneys general around the country to overturn the Affordable Care Act. My understanding is, again, not being an attorney, they're saying that now that the individual mandate, there's no penalty for it, it, it is no longer a tax, therefore, it can be invalidated, and if it's invalidated, the entire Affordable Care Act can be invalidated. Do you think they have a strong case, and could it happen um, before January 20? Well, it could happen. Our, our most recent Supreme Court justice wrote that calling the individual mandate fee, which is pay or play, if you don't pay into a fund, uh, you will be assessed a fee in order to cover people with pre-existing conditions. Justice Roberts voted with the Democratic Four that called Mm -hmm. that fee a tax and that Justice uh, Roberts supported uh, the Affordable Care Act on the mandatory fee or uh, the fee that really supports uh, pre-existing conditions. Now, the new justice recently confirmed had written that 
She disagreed with Justice Roberts on that. But she testified that even if she voted the other way to overturn that fee, there's still a separate body of law that you can overturn the individual mandate provision and still keep the entire act in place. And she sounded to me as if she agreed you could sever one particular provision that's unconstitutional and allow the rest of the Affordable Care Act. So I am betting pretty pretty good odds that the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare will stay in place. And if for any reason that individual fee that funded the uh, the uh, mandate that allowed un, uh, pre-existing conditions to be paid for, that mm-hmm. Congress will pretty quickly have to subsidize directly uh, insurance companies to cover pre-existing conditions. That's going to be kind of funny to watch Mitch McConnell explain why he doesn't want to pay yeah. for pre-existing conditions. But that's a long-winded answer to say is I think even if they switch because of a new justice overturning, that we'll still have the Affordable Care Act in place. It'll just be the individual mandate that will be ruled unconstitutional. When is that decision likely to come down? Oh, it won't be until, uh, well, look, I guess they could rush it out the door, but it takes time uh, to write a decision. uh, And I don't know whether they will rush this one before the January 20th inauguration of Joe Biden. No particular reason why there is a rush on over Mm -hmm. there, but the answer is I really don't know. And finally, uh, Lenny, you and I uh, have been friends for a long time. We've both been active in democratic politics a long time. Uh, You ran for Congress. You've you've worked with most of the existing uh, members of the House, Democratic members of the House, and Democratic senators, including... Joe Biden. Um, What's it mean to you to see a man that we've known for a long time, Joe Biden, um, the next, the president-elect of the United States? What's it mean for you? What's it mean for the country? There is a moment in American history where the times and the man are exactly perfect. We had that in certainly 1860, where Abraham Lincoln was elected. We had it in 1932, where Franklin Roosevelt replaced Herbert Hoover. I truly believe that Joe Biden is perfectly suited for the most polarized country that we can ever remember, because he's a man of decency. He has friends who are Republicans, and I think he satisfies the desire to let's return to normalcy. So my answer is that Joe Biden will have good outreach in the Congress. It's up to the rest of us on the left and the right to cut out the name calling and to try just for once. And we may actually have enough of us willing to do it, to get out of the business of demonizing political differences that Donald Trump lived on, thrived on, and instead go back to the days where we can work together, even where we disagree. You know, as they say, Lanny, from your lips to God's ears. To God's right? ears. <laughs> <laughs> so good to spend some time with you. Lanny Davis, thanks so much for joining us on the Bill Press Thanks for Podcast. having me on, Bill. Good luck. Thank you so much. So that's the latest with Lanny Davis on Donald Trump's attempt to overturn this election. Only a matter of time before they run out. Thanks to Lanny and thanks to all of you for joining us. Always fun having you with us, and we like you with us every single time we have a Bill Press Pod. The way to do that is to subscribe to the Bill Press Pod if you haven't already done so by going to wherever you're listening to this podcast, pull up the Bill Press Pod, click on subscribe, and you are in. And also follow me every day on Twitter at Bill Press Pod. Follow me on Twitter at Bill Press Pod. Thanks so much. 
stay strong, stay safe until we see you on the next edition of the Bill Press Podcast.